0: And siéntense, por favor, y escuchen bien las palabras sagradas de de la monja sagrada. Sister Christa. Muy buenos días. (laughs) God is near to all. God is good to all. God is generous of great kindness and full of surprises. A few years ago I had COVID, as by now most of us have had COVID, but when I discovered that I was positive, I had just worked two overnight shifts at our shelter in Ciudad Juarez named after Pope Francis, Papa Francisco. We served and accompanied about 50 families from South and Central America seeking asylum who were forced to wait on the Mexico side of the border during the height of the pandemic. I quarantined for three weeks in the shelter. I was totally dependent on the great kindness of a few volunteers that we had. I couldn't leave my little room, so I asked for everything I needed, including toothpaste, soap, etc. The families in the shelter took turns preparing meals for the whole community, and they would bring me my little tray and leave it at the door. And every time I opened the door, from a distance, anyone who I saw outside would wave, would send air hugs, would send praying hands, because they couldn't come near the room. Each night, a few of the families from Brazil would gather in one of their rooms and would video call me to pray and to sing alavanzas, worship songs, in Portuguese, over me. They accompanied me from a distance along with my family and sisters in the U.S. by phone and prayer. I felt that God was certainly near and good, as our psalm says. But at the end of those three weeks, I returned to the ministry ready to serve, ready to accompany. And my first day back, I decided that morning I would buy a cake to thank the families for their love and for their care. That morning, I was running late, as I typically am, and I didn't get to buy the cake. So I worked the shift that day, and I was just about to leave the shelter, and one of the women told me, Sister Krista, come into the, the dining room. I walked into the dining room, and it was decorated. There was a table with two cakes on, the, on this table and the families were applauding me <laughs> I was so surprised and one of the brazilian the one of the men from brazil said sister krista do you know why we're having this party and i said this is so sweet you're welcoming me back to the ministry and i didn't feel like i deserved it i had already received so much in the last 3 weeks and he said actually no <laughs> i said okay and he said Actually, we're having this party because God is good. And even if you would have died, whoa, <laughs> God is still good. And it reminded me, when I read St. Paul's words, you know that our Christ will be magnified, whether by our life or by our death. I'm glad that I didn't die. <laughs> but it was a beautiful experience of receiving God's love and generosity. God is near to all. God is good to all. God is generous, of great kindness, and full of surprises. This experience taught me that in our mission, it's just as important to be able to receive as it is to give. It's just as important to be able to receive love as it is to give love. And often, that's the most difficult thing, just to receive. To be honest, it wasn't an easy lesson. I felt really guilty that I wasn't able to work until I tested negative. Um, A doctor gently reminded me that guilt is not from God and that it doesn't help the healing. All I could do was receive and just say thank you. And at that time, our families in the shelter weren't able to leave and work like they wanted to due to COVID for that year. They, too, were dependent, totally dependent, on the resources at the shelter. That experience was a tiny taste of what our families experience on a daily basis. It was a tiny taste of solidarity, which I continue to learn and grow in. But in our gospel, we hear about a parable about unexpected generosity. Jesus loves to use parables, which are meant to turn us upside down, surprise us, and teach us a valuable lesson. We are typically surprised by the miracle of generosity and mercy. God shows us how to be extravagantly generous, kind, and merciful in the parables. Parables like the Good Samaritan, the Lost Sheep, the Prodigal Son. And the audiences listening to Jesus at the time would wonder, what just happened? That's not the response I expected. But this is how the kingdom of God works. God is near to all. God is good to all. God is generous, of great kindness, and God is full of surprises. In this parable, there was a lot of work to be done in this vineyard, and the landowner went out five times looking for laborers to hire. For the people hearing Jesus' story in the context of an agricultural society, they lived this daily reality. They would go out to the marketplace hoping to be hired for a day's wages to feed their families for that day. But what is interesting is that the laborers are chosen by the landowner. The question the landowner asks to those he encounters in the marketplace is why do you stand there doing nothing? The answer is because no one has hired us. It wasn't by any fault of their own. No one had hired them. Fortunately, This group was hired at the last hour and joined the laborers in the vineyard. And at the end of the day, they were paid first and received the same wages as those who worked a full day. Of course, the ones who worked a full day would grumble. The people hearing the story would have been shocked. What? Equal pay? Come on. They worked all day in the hot sun, and this person just arrived and gets the same pay? No way. How is that just? Such a normal human reaction. But parables invite us to think differently, to act differently, giving us a glimpse of the kingdom of God. Although we don't hear the reaction from those who only worked an hour and were paid a full wage, I imagine they were just as shocked and wondered, how could this be? How could I get equal pay? I only worked an hour. But I'm also sure they were quite grateful that they were able to take the wages home and to feed their families. And this is the point that everyone received. The people who arrived first, the people who arrived last, everyone received and they were all able to live. They were all able to eat for that day. This is the kingdom of God. God is near to all. God is good to all. God is generous of great kindness and full of surprises. Now I'm a grateful recipient of God's generosity through a grant that I've received for four years from the Wheaton Franciscan Ministry Fund. Now this grant allows me to represent both our IBVM and Wheaton Franciscan communities at the US-Mexico border. The last three years I lived in El Paso, but just last month I moved to Juarez, and now I live in the shelter run by the sisters of Our Lady of Charity of the Good Shepherd. Pope Francis asks us, when we're accompanying migrants and refugees, to welcome, to promote human dignity, to protect and integrate our brothers and sisters who are fleeing violence, poverty, and climate crisis. Now, the families that arrive are from Venezuela, Guatemala, Honduras, Ecuador, Colombia, and Mexico, among many other countries. Our families are courageously leaving situations of political instability, economic insecurity, cartel, and gang violence. One of the women at our shelter just arrived after losing both her parents, who were beaten to death by a cartel. Her husband was kidnapped, and she knew that if she and her daughter didn't flee, that they would be next. One of our women from Colombia is a community organizer and a teacher, a brilliant woman who is receiving death threats for advocating for the rights of people in a very impoverished colonia. Our families from Venezuela tell us about how difficult it is to live with such instability, not having enough food to feed their families at the end of the day. Many of our families, uh, they they just struggle. They struggle from, they struggle in the journey, they struggle from the places that they've come from, they struggle when they arrive to the border. And a part of the journey for our families, especially our families from Ecuador and Venezuela, is traveling through the Darien Gap, which is a jungle between Colombia and Panama. One woman shared with me, I miles de maneras de morir en esta selva, that there are thousands of ways to die in this jungle. Not just from encountering the wild animals, the insects, but it's the criminal organizations that are also in the jungle that target uh, these, this very vulnerable population that rob, rape, kidnap, kill the people on the move. Our families walk through the jungle smelling death in the air and seeing bodies of people who have died, bodies who have been left behind pregnant women, children. Some have shared of nearly drowning in the river as they were trying to go through the jungle and being saved by very kind people that would help them. If you survive this part of the journey, the next part of the journey is even more difficult going through Mexico. Many of our families travel by train, and not in the train, but on top of the train. Many of our families talk about what it's like to hold on for dear life for themselves and for their children as they're on top of the train traveling to the border. Fear and faith are a constant companion for our families. But at the same time, our families talk about how they helped one another along the journey. They talk about angels in the Camino, angels on the journey that'll help them when they need food, when they need water, or just to accompany them in their hunger or in their thirst. Every day I get to see the faces of these people, and I know it's a miracle that they arrived to us because of everything that they've gone through. I know it's a miracle. God is near to all. God is good to all. God is generous, of great kindness, and full of surprises. We have no control over where we're born. We are recipients of privileges that we did not earn or born into difficult circumstances that we do not deserve. When we have privileges, the question is, what do we do with the responsibility of the privilege? Not to feel guilty, but what do we do with the responsibility This is a special week because it's Migration Week, and Pope Francis, the theme of the Migration Week is free to choose whether to migrate or to stay. This theme calls attention to the conviction that persons have a right not to migrate, and if a person migrates, it should be done by choice and not by necessity. According to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, by the end of 2021, 89.3 million people were forcibly displaced worldwide as a result of persecution, conflict, violence, or human rights violations. That was in 2021. It's significantly higher now. So in Ciudad Juarez, our families know what it means to wait. Once our families arrive at the shelter, arrive to the borders, they apply on a CBP-1 app for an appointment Thousands are applying, and only a few are chosen each day to be able to present themselves at the bridge to cross into the U.S. to seek asylum. And at the same time, as we know, there are people, many people, that are also crossing the border, not necessarily with an appointment, but out of desperation, not wanting to wait in the dangerous um, Mexico side of of the border. They flee, and they have arrived in our cities in Chicago, in New York, in San Francisco, in many places in the US. And what I keep thinking about is we are recipients of God's generosity. We are recipients of God's generosity. And just as I shared in the beginning of of, um, my reflection that I received more than I believed that I deserved, And from receiving all that love, all I could do was give back that love. I received the love, and all I could do was give back that love. We all have stories of receiving in abundance when we didn't feel like we deserved it. And so the invitation now is, what what do we do with all that love that we've received? What do we do with the privileges we have? What do we do with the resources, with, with with our talents, with our treasures? How do we build the kingdom of God? How are we invited to respond knowing God is near to all, God is good to all, God is generous of great kindness and full of surprises.